Yes, it is the Moose and Maggie show. I'm holding things down in Las Vegas, getting ready for this fight tonight between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Robin Lumberg's in for Moose today. He's back at HQ in New York City. Let's now welcome in another very respected voice to get thoughts on this super bout. It is George Foreman the third, of course, the son of the legendary heavyweight George Foreman, the owner of the Everybody Fights Boxing Gyms, which we'll get to a mo- in a moment. Retired himself with an unblemished 16-0 record. George, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be with you guys. Really appreciate you. This is actually the second time that the three of us are talking this week, so we really appreciate all the time you're spending with us. And, you know, just because there's so many ways we can unpack this fight, I want to go to something very recent, something that the at least Connor is going to be dealing with literally right now, and that is the amount of weight that he had to cut to make it to 153, and he says that he's going to fight at 170. I'm just curious from the boxer's point of view, what are these sort of – 24 hours like when you're when he's rehydrating and putting that weight back on and how could that impact him tonight you know those uh the the time before the fight when you're cutting weight and and then you're trying to put it back on it's probably one of the worst things you ever want to go through um i think connor i I don't think it'll be any excuse for his performance only because he's accustomed to doing this in the mma world they all are they do it a lot more than the boxers do these days Uh, they cut a lot more weight than, than most of the boxers do and it's just something he's used to. It's part of the game. And guess what? He's going to get to be 15, maybe 20 pounds heavier than Mayweather on fight night. I think that more than makes up for the pain he went through in terms of uh, gaining an advantage to deal with the uh, the detriment it can cause, you know, the day before. Now, you're talking about getting ready for a fight like this. Obviously, it's such an event that, that anytime the, the bell sounds, both guys have to have some sort of feelings inside. But it's very routine for Floyd to do this. He, he's had huge fights before. He's going through the same, I'm sure, very similar training process, obviously adapting to the, the kind of style he may face from Conor McGregor. But one of the things that's puzzled me about this fight in general is how much people seem to just dismiss the difference in the crafts. Do you think that will play into it, that Conor McGregor is just trying to learn all of this? Yes, he, he's been doing it for months, but in a sense on the fly, and Floyd Mayweather has been doing it for so long. Isn't that really the, the one true point of this entire fight that, that's going to shine through? Yes, I believe so. The, the different strategies, I liken it to baseball and cricket. They can both do many of the same physical things, but the strategy is different. Is four months, five months, a year um, enough for, for Connor to look like a boxer? Yep. Is it enough for him to learn how to think like a boxer with a guy who's been doing it since he's three or four? No. And the hardest part, all things being equal, is what is this guy in front of me thinking? What is he trying to set me up for? Floyd figures that out pretty quickly in fights. I don't know that Connor can learn the strategy and how a boxer thinks that quickly. Um, so he just better stick to who he is. We're talking with George Foreman the third. So what are you looking for, George, when you're watching a fight? Obviously, you grew up with the sport, not to mention your father, but yourself. You're around it now every day with your Everybody Fights gyms. What are you looking for? And educate our audience. What are some of the subtleties they should be looking for? I think what you're looking for is um, when, when I, I'm, to me, this fight is all about what Conor McGregor does. First round, what does he do? And when he does it again the second round, how does Floyd respond to it differently than he did the first round? Floyd is, is the king of adapting, um, making adjustments in, until he's got his uh, opponent in checkmate. If Conor comes out, 
round after round and says, I'm awkward, I'm going to stay awkward, I'm going to stay the MMA fighter, and I'm going to do something different every round. So by the time Floyd adjusts, I'm on to something different. I'm on to something different. I'm looking for that. If he comes out and does the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, um, then I'm looking for how quickly Floyd decides he wants to get the show over. The, the punching power McGregor has has been talked about a lot, and obviously that, that's been shown in MMA, but it's a, a little different in, in the boxing ring as far as why punches are used and how frequently they're used. And Floyd, you know, the hardest I've seen him hit was by Shane Mosley, and, and we know that, that Sugar Shane could hit in his heyday. Are people overselling, you think, um, McGregor's chances of a knockout punch on, on one clean punch? Absolutely. I think they are overselling it. It's all about the mental game. Um, punching power in boxing is only good as your ability to land the shot, to hit. Um, I, I think of Sonny Liston and Muhammad Ali. Sonny Liston punched harder than anybody, maybe even Mike Tyson included, but he couldn't hit Ali. And then the more he missed, the more his, his energy and power and stamina went away. He missed maybe four or five times around. By the sixth round, he's done. Um, that's the flip side to being a powerful puncher. If um, McGregor starts missing a lot, Sometimes that's as, as bad as getting knocked down and having to get back up. You're tired. And then you have to start sticking and moving and boxing and trying to play Floyd's game, and that's going to be a problem for him. Um, so once again, power, especially against a counterpuncher, is actually kind of um, you know, not always the most positive thing. With a counterpuncher, the rule is my father taught me, rack up the points, slap them to death, don't put any, too much power on any one shot, and make the counterpuncher keep waiting for your power shot, waiting Six, round, six rounds have gone by, and he's waiting for you to sit down and throw one big power shot and move or one big power shot so he can counter, and you never do. Now wow. it's a six-round fight, and the counterpuncher has to come out and fight you. Um, that's how you beat them. You make them come out and fight because you beat them on points over the first five or six rounds. And when a counterpuncher comes out and swings with power, that's not what he practiced. That's when you have your opportunity to beat him down. That's interesting. That is next level. Really appreciate that perspective from George Foreman III, who is our guest now. You mentioned uh, about getting tired, and, you know, if Connor ends up getting tired in the later rounds. I've heard this before, and this sort of mathematical equation when it comes to fighting, that one minute in the ring is equivalent to one hour in the gym, or is it one second in the ring is equivalent to one hour in the gym? But if this fight ends up going longer, George, um, in terms of the cardiovascular, I mean, what can Connor do? Look, man, this is, this is like going to Vegas and putting all your money down on the table in terms of your strategy. Um, this is what I think about that. Connor McGregor, at best, you know, they fight five rounds, five five-minute rounds, I think what, what, exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. He's a six-round fighter in boxer terms. Six-round fighter. And six-round fighters can win a lot of fights. Um, Floyd has never been a six-round fighter. He's a 12-round fighter. He loves going 12 rounds. That's how he wins. So my point is, Conor McGregor, he's not going to be a 12-round fighter. You can't turn into a 12-round fighter in one year. He needs to be the best six-round fighter that we've ever seen and say, you know what, after six rounds, I don't know what's going to happen, but within six rounds, Floyd's not making, out of it, making it out of it. Um, he's not making it out of the, these six rounds. I'm going to get this fight done. And just focus on the first six rounds, just like it was an MMA fight. That, I think he can win. If it goes past six rounds, you got to give it to the 12-round fighter. Just look, look over history. Look over their resume. Uh, Connor hasn't had enough time to become that type of fighter yet, in my opinion. How many rounds does this fight go? I, I, you know what? I, I, my prediction is, you know, uh, it, it's a rough fight for the first six rounds. I think Floyd's going to make it out of it the first six rounds. I just don't think Connor has enough to 
to have the wisdom to just be a six-round fighter. And uh, I think Floyd's going to end the fight right around the ninth or tenth round. That's what I really think. Um, but once again, I hope I'm wrong because when I'm wrong, the fans win. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with knowing too much, right? <laughs> you can't just sit back and just be the fan as we're talking with George Foreman the third, You know, the implication for boxing here, obviously, is someone who's grown up with the sport. You know, I, I think a lot of people are saying that, you know, this would be a real, uh, you know, black eye, no pun intended, for boxing if McGregor is able to pull off this upset. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, you know what? I think if he pulls off an up- upset, it's a beautiful thing because um, I'd love to see more of the MMA guys come into boxing. It's bringing more attention to the box to, to the sport uh, of boxing, and it's also letting the MMA guys make more money. You know, at the end of the day, you know this is prize fighting. You saw Floyd change his name from Pretty Boy uh, Floyd Mayweather to Money Mayweather. Once you've got all the accolades, the, both of them are considered best athletes in the world. Both of them have had many titles. Both of them who have beat everybody. What more do you do than make a couple bucks um, for taking the shots? And so I like it, man. Floyd's going to get a payday. Connor's going to get a pay- payday. And if Connor beats him, then we start saying, look, maybe there is something to the- these crossover matches. It's not just a joke. If Floyd beats him, it's good for boxing, but it's not good for fight sports as a whole because we're not going to get to see this again. People aren't going to pay for it. They're not going to get on airplanes for it. Um, so I think Connor beating him would be good for fight sports. Mayweather beating him will be good for boxing um, as a craft, but not as um, uh, uh, prize fighting. You know, George, I just have a quick follow-up. Did anyone try to influence that on you in your boxing career? Did someone say, hey, listen, if, if you create this persona, if you want to go down this avenue, you know, we could really sell that. Oh, you mean fighting MMA? No, no, when you were boxing. Like, did anyone on the outside come up to you and try to say, hey, listen, George Foreman, if you create this, if you if you create George Money Foreman, you know, if you create oh. this sort of villain persona, if you create if you create a character, you'll make a, you'll make a lot of money. You know, the, the thing in boxing outside of, you know, the crossover between MMA and boxing, the guys who make the most money are the guys who captivate the imaginations of, of Americans, really. And you got to have a little bit of that, uh, you know, superhero um, you know, villain versus, you know, good versus evil, et cetera. Um, you got to excite people, but you also have to be good. And so, yes, I was told you, you have to put on a show. You have to have it be, you know, um, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. You have to create that, but you also have to be good because that's how you stay in the sport and you get the chance to create great promotions where everybody's like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, um, like the circus, but then you get to do it over and over and over. You have to be good to do that over 10 years and make money. Otherwise, you just do one time and you're flashing the pan, one-hit wonder. And that, that's not why we're in this sport, you know? It's longevity. Is there any part of you that's bothered? And I know it's, it's not um, today like McGregor and, and Mayweather is, but that the, so much attention is going to a fight like that when there is a, a fight like Triple G and Canelo Alvarez coming up between two boxers. Uh, you know, I... I I mean, it's always good that there's great fights out there, like Triple G, Canelo, et cetera. The, 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 the true fight fans, the ones that are going to be with the sport for the next 100 years need that. But the masses, we're the ones, the masses, who keep the casinos in business. We're the ones who sell, buy, buy potato chips, peanuts, and all the stuff they sell, the T-shirts. That comes from the masses, and the masses need entertainment. And without masses and the entertainment, all these people can't stay in business. The referees, the judges, we can't stay in business on – you know, the, the, the five fans who are the purists, there's not enough of them. 
So the fight fans who are the purists, they get to benefit. They get to watch these other fights on TV all the time because the industry as a whole is making money off the big entertaining fights. And Floyd, guys like him that make these big entertainment fights, they're the ones keeping the industry alive. Conor McGregor, this is keeping the industry alive. People got to pay bills. So um, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, we're talking about George Foreman the third, and we're going to get to Everybody Fights Boxing Gym in just a second. But now that we've brought up Triple G and Alvarez, I know that's not what people are thinking about today. But I'm just curious, George, your initial thoughts on that fight. Um, who do you think has the advantage as you're, as we were looking ahead to that fight, which I believe is September 16th? I think if you just look at the fight and you don't think about your boxing wisdom and knowing, thinking size, I think you say Canelo is the craftier boxer um, and in many ways maybe the more experienced uh, professional fighter than Golovkin, so you give it to Canelo, but when I look at Canelo's last fight, when he fought um, Chavez, Chavez is not, um, Chavez is a great fighter, but not half the fighter that Golovkin is in many ways, and Canelo couldn't stop him. In fact, Chavez was kind of just standing there, and like, you can hit me all you want, but I'm not going down, I'm too big. He was just way too big, and Golovkin has that type of size, he's a big guy, he, he's used to fighting guys that are heavyweights and backing them up and, and, and sparring. And so I just don't think Canelo can knock him out. And I think that size, you're going to see Canelo hitting him, and it's not going to hurt. And so I give the edge to Golovkin um, unless Canelo steps it up and shows us something that we've never seen from him before. I don't think Canelo's going to get beat up. I don't think that. I just don't think he can beat Golovkin up. And um, then I think you get a questionable decision. Who knows? Yeah. Just hey, I was like, Canelo's not a big guy. He's not. He looks big, but he's not when you meet yeah. him. Yeah. I was sorry to jump in on you. I was at Triple G's last fight where Danny Jacobs took him 12 rounds, and Golovkin takes punches, man. He really does, and he comes, he keeps coming forward. Uh, George, let's talk about everybody fights boxing, Jim. You know, most people don't have the discipline to be a world-class athlete. That's kind of what separates you guys from us. How are you trying to get people to really maximize their effort and, and find maybe some hidden talents when they come into your gym? You know, and on your last point real quick, Danny Jacobs, that was a great example who gave Golovkin a hard time. Danny yeah. walks around at almost my size. I know Danny well. When I see him, I'm always like, how are you so big? <laughs> when, I meet, when I see Canelo, I'm like, you're a lot smaller than you look on TV, you know? <laughs> um, that's why I'm giving you the, 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 this commentary. In terms of everybody fights, we, <clears throat> all the things that people typically do in the fitness world, boxers have been doing for 100 years. We run 25, 30 miles a week. We have classes for that. We do mitt work and technique work, like you assume. We have actual classes from that, separate from just hitting a bag. All these different elements, and, um, but you have to show up four or five times a week to enjoy it, and that's where the discipline comes in. And um, I think what you're going to get is boxing trainers who we've trained to teach all these modalities. That's what you don't get at other gyms, um, for, sometimes for good reason, but we put the energy in. We have 80 hours of content. We make them watch. We have special education for them twice a week. And you get motivators because since they were young, great coaches have been able to bring the best out of these kids who didn't maybe come from the best places, didn't have the best role models, but they learned how to get the best out of them. And that's all they know in their heart. So, yes, you're going to be taking a strength training class, but you're going to get a great motivator who knows how to safely pull the best out of you. And hopefully when you walk outside the doors, you can pull the best out of you and work at home. That's what Everybody Fights is about. That's why we have to employ these boxing trainers. They know how to bring it out. 
That's fantastic. George Foreman III, really appreciate your time. George, thanks for joining us. And, of course, you can find more about Everybody Fights Gyms all over the Internet. Great reviews. Great tips, too, on food and nutrition, which I especially like. Uh, I'm all up into that. I'm not putting the boxing work in, but I am putting the eating work in. So thank you, (laughs) and enjoy the fight tonight. Thank you.